Welcome to episode 10 of Sandwich Wingman. I'm Rob Hanna, here with Ryan Morrison. Ryan, how are you today? I'm well, Rob. This is great. I was thinking this is kind of like our 10th anniversary episode, as it were. <laughs> it is. It's a, it's, a, it's a time to reflect. Yes. A time to look back and to look forward. Exactly right. Um, and we're going to be doing... some more cliches, but I Yeah, guess. no, no, we're going to do both. Uh, you know, we're going we're gonna, to... Uh, it, it's been a journey uh, that, that started with one step. It did. For uh, me, that, that step involved um, peas. That's right. I remember this. I was, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm, I was wondering if you, I was wondering if you were going to go back and do that. No. That's what I was going to say. Yes. So, uh, that so was, that was not salvageable. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. I had many sandwiches along the way that were, um, ill-conceived. Um, and yeah, yeah, yeah we've so had some successes and we had some successes. You know. Um, so to this episode today, we're going to go through, uh, what we're going to call the leftovers episode and go back and, and, and think about some sandwiches that we made before or, or, or that each of us made before. And then we're going to kind of go into a, uh, a discussion, uh, not based on a particular piece of literature, but based on kind of our past experiences and focus in on, uh, maybe one particular, uh, nugget, uh, that, that we have found to be very useful as a, as a cognitive device, uh, in many times of our lives. So I'm looking forward to that later on in the episode. Uh, but maybe we can um, kick it off. I think you've uh, you've made two sandwiches, if I'm correct. So maybe we can kick off with you on your first one, and maybe we Great. can kind of think back to so t- to tell us the sandwich and uh, give me a sense of when you kind of thought back to your initial experience or reactions to it. Okay, yeah. So I one of the sandwiches I react to reacted to mm-hmm. was actually one of um, well, they were both yours actually well thank you um let's go with this one first okay i don't have to remember too far back to the pbbb and fig j yes and fig j yeah and fig j uh it's fun to say kind of it is i always lose track of the number of bees though yeah uh, yeah i think you got the bees right okay i I gave it my best (laughs) so um so, so uh, what I mean, mm-hmm. just kind of generally speaking, about the the PBBB and Fig J that you made, mm-hmm. um, you know, what was, um, what did you like about it? Yeah, what worked, what didn't work? Can you talk about that for a minute. Yeah, it's a good question. I hadn't, uh, I hadn't reflected as much back on uh, on my sandwiches. But let's let's think it through. Um, I, I remember that I think that. Uh, to me, I just wanted to be very focused on something that I was going to modify from an existing kind of standard sandwich. So like it was, you know, the PB and J was a sandwich I wanted to modify. In other weeks, I kind of started from, as it were, scratch and just kind of made it up along the way. So this one, I think, was sure. one that I wanted to modify. And I remember having it modified, having it felt like it generally felt like that type of sandwich. Um, I'm actually not not recalling what the other ingredients were, but as we kind of go through it, maybe that will kind of jog my memory a bit. So it was a it was a crunchy peanut butter, That's bacon, right. banana, right, and fig jam, which you put on fresh, underline on the fresh. Yes, ciabatta. Yes, I remember that. Yes, I, I remember. I remember distinctly how much I enjoyed the taste of the uh, crunchy bacon and the crunchy peanut butter together. It, it was something I was not sure would work. But it ended up being such a pleasant surprise. 
of, of having the bacon add so much flavor to a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So this was like one of those things where I really kind of was pushing the envelope, and that's kind of remember the most. That ended up being such a pleasant experience going through from the beginning to end of the sandwich. So that, that, that's what jumps out in my mind about that one. So I'm excited to know that you kind of went back and, and hopefully improved upon it. Um, well, I don't know if I can say I improved on it. Um, okay. Yours had a very, this was the, the, this was episode eight. Okay. Um, that was our highest high, which was then followed mm. last week by our lowest low. Yes. Very lows, lows. Yeah. Very low. <laughs> but, um, it was our highest combined score. Okay. I don't think it was your highest score, but it was, you know, one of our few highest scores, um, a 28. Wow. Yeah. That's right. So, um, so I was like, all right, well, you know, I'll give this a shot. Maybe, maybe do something a little different and, you know, see what comes out of it. Um, I did not do as well as you did, however. So <laughs> with that as a preface, um, what I did was, so I kept the peanut butter, obviously, except I used a creamy peanut butter. So mm-hmm. are already, already losing you a little bit. Um, <laughs> I added, um, I didn't use jam. You had, you had a fig jam. Instead, I used a, a little bit of pomegranate honey. Ooh, I am intrigued. And uh, so I kept the banana slices and then um, the bacon as well. And I put all that on a, a Portuguese roll. Not the same thing as the um, uh, the sweet bread, the bolo. Right. Not, right. not that. This is this is more just you know. This is kind of like a dinner roll, except longer. You know, uh, I can, so, I can so picture kind of fit fit the size of the bacon really. Yep, makes total sense. Yep, yeah. Um, so that was okay. But I so um, in terms of ease of assembly, given this a three, you know, the bacon took a little bit of time. Right. Not not a big deal. I used the um, a microwavable bacon, which I've tried before. And, uh, you know, it's a little different, but it still gets, it gets crispy, but it doesn't get, like, juicy crispy. So that might have been a shortcoming. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, put the, put the peanut butter on, on the bottom of the, the little loaf thing there. Uh, something you and I had talked about was maybe trying to use the peanut butter, uh, a little bit more around the rims to kind of like really keep things together. Right. I think. Yep. That makes sense. Um, I found that very difficult to pull off, (laughs) but I guess what I did, I didn't, I didn't use a ton of the pomegranate honey. I really just kind of drizzled it, you know, over the whole thing. And that seemed to work pretty well. I could taste it, uh, just fine. Um, you know, then cutting up the banana and then actually putting the, the bacon on it, it's not a ton of work. So, Go with a three on that. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm interested to see how you feel about the uh, the taste of it eventually too. But um, the yeah, I was actually really interested in hearing about the, the 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 pomegranate honey stuff. That just seems like something I want to really hear about more. But m- maybe I'll just kind of push you on the nutrition here. I feel like this was no more nutritious than what I had made. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I'm giving this a two. Okay. Um, you know, just a little bit of pomegranate honey didn't. Didn't really hurt anyone, I don't think. So, um, so yeah. I mean, there's nothing on here that's like particularly healthy other than the banana. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, ban- the banana's a, 
Yeah, I was gonna say the bananas is saving grace on that one. I think. Yeah. With all, with all the bacon. Um, okay. I mean all the all the saving and all the grace that I can get. So. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so I I think what I really want to hear about is the taste here. Yeah. So um, I, I I gave this a seven for taste. I think I just I you know I messed uh, with something that was good and the result was um, not as good. You know, can, what can you say? Uh, but uh, did, did did you taste any of the pomegranate? I tasted the honey t- has a kind of a different taste. Okay. Because the the pomegranate. So yeah, I guess even though the maybe the pomegranate is like a minority of a minority. Yeah, it still it still was well represented in the flavor bouquet. I mean, yeah, I mean the reason I ask is because like if it's a substitute for jelly, I'm wondering whether you were missing that flavor. You know, like if you do you feel like it was missing a a jelly like flavor, but maybe perhaps not. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the I would have thought the banana would kind of have helped. Me yeah, yeah, help uh, meet halfway on that, or I don't know. Um, and also, it could be that I, you know, I selected the the bread for this based on its size, really. Um, that it fit the bacon seemed like seemed like a good way to go. But um, I think another thing that affected this in a way that has affected other our past some of our past sandwiches is maybe there's a little bit too much bread in yeah. the mix. Yes. Um, so that could have, you know. I, well, so when we do like a meta leftovers episode, <laughs> we, we we redo the redos. Yeah, we uh, re 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 redo. I'm uh, just gonna run run through the rest of these. Please do. Here. Yes, yes. Um, integrity. I'm going for. It was basically perfect. Uh, just a little hard to kind of fit and fit in my mouth all at the same time. Um, so not quite a five, but everything did kind of stick together. And the fact that I didn't use a ton of the honey meant that that wasn't, it's not like that was coming out of my hands or anything. So, uh, nice and easy conversation piece. I'm going to go four. I think it's still pretty interesting. Well, I think the pomegranate honey was fascinating to be honest as a substitute I, for a jelly. So yeah, I, I can, t- I can tell. I just, I just, I'm just really into it. I mean, no, I mean, I like this. This is the, you took something that I created and, and tried to modify it. So I'm really, I'm engaged. I, I was passionate about my original sandwich. So this is great. Actually, if you want to either just talk more or set up a separate podcast just for me to talk about my failures in general, <laughs> if, if, if you would find that entertaining. Yeah, yeah, maybe we can, uh, can yeah, well, I was going to try to come up with a very quick name for the podcast, but I, I won't, um, so. Maybe, maybe that's really the point, right? Yeah, sandwiches. Yeah. How can you have a, a, a podcast about genuine failures and then have a successful, su- successfully make a name? That's right. It? Yeah, uh, yeah, epic fail, yeah. Um, yeah, S- sandwich, uh, something, yeah. Sandwich destruction, but yes, um, sandwich something. <laughs> uh, ambiguous. Sometimes so, sandwich. Yes, and you and the experience of your sandwich. I'm going to. I didn't like it. it, <laughs> it I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't pleasant. Do you think? I, I you, think it's hard for for peanut butter to be pleasant for me. I do you think? Oh, sorry, I, I apologize. But no, do you no. think that 
Uh, if you had made my sandwich again wholesale, you would have had a better experience with it? Well, it's really hard to picture. I mean, I remember you and I talking about how it mattered a lot that the ciabatta that you used was fresh. Right. Because I, I think a lot of my experience, it's not like super, super fresh. And so I'm like trying to picture eating the sandwich and like fighting with that kind of roll. And <laughs> I can't see that being, you know, pleasant. Right. But I mean, but yours was fresh. Like I just don't have a, a, a frame of reference for that. So it, it, The freshness was worth it for sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, says a lot about it. So that's cool. So do you know what your overall score was for this one? So it was a 20. So all I did was eight points worse than you in trying to modify your sandwich. Oh, that's it? Oh, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to hearing about the other sandwich you did. I'm flattered that you chose to do two of mine rather than one of your own. I, on the other hand, chose one of yours to do. Um, so I was, ex- I was excited about this because this was a sandwich you kind of raved about. And there was something about it, which was the fact that it was kind of a modified chicken salad sandwich, but it didn't have mayo that really drew, drew, drew me to it. Um, so, so I remade, I think this is from episode six, a chicken sausage sandwich with red pepper hummus and pomegranate seeds and chopped onions. I think that's that's the ingredients, right? And, and celery? Oh, yes. So I meant, yes, but I, didn't, I was going to put cucumber in for that, but I realized now I forgot that. So I did not have that crunch. Um, that I was looking for. I was going to substitute cucumber, but I did not. But maybe before I kind of jump into it, maybe you can tell me about when you think back on that sandwich, what comes to mind? What comes to mind? Yeah. I, I mean, I think that was uh, my best little contribution to this this little project so far. Yeah. Um, I don't know how... Uh, I forget what the exact thought process was there. I, I do... Uh, oh, I, I remember now. It's It was the falafel metzi sandwich that i've yes, gotten that's exactly from, right from yep. pret before mm-hmm. where uh that kind of taught me you know how how useful just a little handful of pomegranate seeds can be make it makes a pretty big difference it's a nice little little burst of uh strong flavor good flavor um and the same thing with just hummus and i don't know what i was thinking exactly <laughs> of, you know kind of turning that sa- uh, salad into a sandwich this didn't really that didn't really happen other than it had hummus and pomegranate seeds, uh, but um, we had chicken that week, I believe. That's right. It was, it was chicken, chicken week. week. Chicken week. And um, I was going to like go the whole way with, uh, you know, like a chicken breast and cutting it up into little pieces and doing all that. And I was like, why? Why am I going to do that when I can just, you know, the, uh, a chicken sausage might, you know, might be a little more flavorful in a way that would fit the hummus and it's just a lot easier to break apart without a doubt so yes that was it yeah no well i modified this a little bit too and uh i think we're finding a theme here where my modifications actually ended up tasting worse than what you had made so well i won't well let me say this i got a overall i gave my sandwich a lower rating than what you would have originally given yours so uh, but let me go into what i had done uh what i did here so instead of using chicken sausage i actually used uh chicken tenders and i and i cooked a bunch of chicken Ooh. tenders but i ended up using one of them and sliced it up into kind of what i assume were kind of the the coin size slices you were talking about um i think when you were on air for the sandwich before so kind of i wanted that kind of size so this was a so i sauteed 
that, well, not, not with oil, but just kind of, um, you know, cook that on stovetop. And then I uh, slathered the bread with um, red pepper hummus again. So I did use that. I put the uh, pomegranate seeds on as well. Uh, I stuck pieces of chicken on there. And I also, when after I took the chicken off the pan, I put some chopped onions into the pan just to kind of quickly cook. And then I stuck them in the in the hummus as well and then coated the whole thing with more hummus. Um, but then I also, the other ingredient I used that you didn't use before, so I didn't use the celery component for crunch, but I ended up adding jalapeno. Because mm. I wanted to add some heat, and I thought the heat would balance well with the pomegranate seeds, which would be sweet and nice. Yeah. So um, I would say, you know, this is relatively easy to assemble, so I gave myself a 4 out of 5 on this one. Um, but it required a little bit of cooking and some chopping, but it just didn't feel that hard. Um, and it was nice to actually have the cooked chicken, which I think I, I did, um, season a little bit with salt and pepper. Um, this was probably as nutritious as the one you had before. Hummus really isn't kind of perfectly nutritious, right? There's probably some downsides to hummus, I imagine. Um, so I ended up giving this a four out of five on that one. So, you know, I still had some, you know, some, some veggies in there and, um, the chicken was, was well cooked, not in oil. So. That was good. Um, but I, th- I think the big reveal is like the taste of it. Um, so I thought the taste was good. I, I ate it rather quickly kind of going through it. But I, I gave myself an 8 out of 10 on this one for taste. Um, it, it tasted great going all the way through. I, I felt the heat balanced well nice. with uh, you know the other ingredients. Um, and uh, it was just a really messy sandwich. That was my only kind of complaint about it. So maybe on a different day I would have rated it higher, but it, it was pretty high rating. I, I can see why you really enjoyed the sandwich. I really actually like the flavor of hummus as a as a binding agent, I think, as we had said before. So overall, that was a really pleasant thing. Um, the integrity was not so good, though. And I don't know. I, don't, I think you had mentioned that your integrity was quite good on this sandwich. Yeah. So I'm not sure what the heck I did wrong. Um, uh, maybe, um, you know, bigger pieces. Yeah. I, I, went, I went pretty small with everything, I think. Yeah, for some reason wasn't quite spreadable. Some of the ingredients kind of just fell out while I was eating it. They didn't all kind of stay together in the sandwich like I thought they would. So I gave this a middle-of-the-road three for integrity just because I, I, you know, things fell out. Otherwise, the sandwich kind of stuck together very well, but since things fell out, I couldn't give it a, a full five score. Um, but I will say it was, it was, it was, it was really pleasant to have um, the hummus as that. I think I would use that more often for a um, as a substitute for other condiments. Um, for a conversation piece, I, I think the jalapeno added some, you know, it was a kind of interesting to add that to, uh, your sandwich. I thought that added some value. Um, so middle of the road, three out of five for the conversation piece. Um, and, but this was messy. So, uh, as I ate through it, I had to use napkins pretty often and, uh, I would say three out of five. So overall, like the tastes were good. I thought that the balance was right in terms of the size of all the ingredients, um, but just it just was not fun to eat through the whole thing just because it kept getting kind of all over my face. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, – that. that's my story. Um, and I'll, I'll stick to it. Um, any, any so where react- do you end up? Yeah, so I ended, ended up, up to- uh, at a 25. Yeah, so that's still pretty – so, uh, I mean, it sounds like um... – the approach of mm-hmm. the hummus is a pretty good idea. I totally agree. So I'm, I major props, buddy. Major props. 
Oh, it was a, it was a, I mean, it rolled a dice enough times, right? Yeah. And I, I liked how the, the uh, in doing that, the, you know, if you, if you had a little bit of the hummus first, you could mix the other ingredients, like, right into that container. Mm-hmm. And it just made it very easy to bring to work. And then just put on, put on some bread once I got there. Uh, right. So this was, uh. it again. Great. Oh you, oh, you did yourself. I see. I, I, would, I would. Oh, you would. Okay. Um, so that that was fun. I actually really enjoyed going back to your sandwich. So this was a fun opportunity for me to do That's that. Cool. Um, and it, it was a pleasant experience. So that was great. Um, I want to kick it back to you here. I'm excited to know you did another one of my sandwiches. Uh, maybe we can kind of uh, think that one through uh, together. So what? Uh, remind me again what the what the second sandwich was. So um, the other thing I tried, I went back to all the all the way back to week two. Mm-hmm. Which was the first time that I think we had our entice, entice uh, scoring system in place. That's right. And I think so. This was uh, you know one of your one of your lower offerings. That's right. Uh, uh, Twenty one point. Um, it's a fried egg, gouda, Canadian oh. bacon, and spinach. Oh, I remember that. My, my, my spinach days. <laughs> <laughs> that was yes. That was a, that was the beginning of your spinach streak. I think. Yeah. Uh, yes. So, so you're, uh, you're still feeling strong, so it's good. I am. I feel even stronger than ever. So, <laughs> so okay. So, did you do any modifications to that one? I did quite a few, actually. Okay. So it's funny um, that you had the instinct to try to add some heat. Okay. To something that didn't have heat as a way to, you know, modify it, see if it, that would work. Exactly. This was also my thought uh, with this sandwich. And um, I did, even though I, like, simultaneously forgot the same principle for the other sandwich, although I thought that sub-roll was pretty small and it wouldn't do the same thing. Um, this looked like, uh, you know, doing it on a sub-roll looked a little bready. Yeah. Like it, uh, so it seemed, it seemed like there was a, you know, maybe there's a different path here with a couple of the same ingredients. This was the egg week, so it was important to, um, or I thought, uh, I didn't change the fried egg, um, but I did, so I changed the bread and I used a different cheese and I used a spicy guacamole. All right, so, then. So yeah, so English muffin. Yep. Which is I think we're finding this worked pretty well for a bunch of different things. Um I sliced up some Gruyere cheese. Alright. Remember that from uh from week three. Yep. The Gruyere. Um you know, same kind of approach here with the the English muffin and the Gruyere. I mean it's a, maybe it's a hybrid, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um Gruyere, you know, it's made made things a little crispy, not as crispy as with the pineapple thing way back when, but um, a little crispy. Made sure the um, the cheese was kind of hot enough that it was going to melt. Um, I heated up the Canadian bacon, which is uh, you know I, I haven't had a lot of Canadian bacon, so this is part of what I was curious about doing this sandwich. Uh, threw the Canadian bacon on on the top there, on the other side of the English muffin. Mm-hmm. A dollop of spicy guacamole. So uh, spicy, and, okay. Uh, yep. 
the rest is history, I guess. Did you um, did you melt the cheese? Yeah, so I um, I did kind of the same thing that I did with uh, the pineapple croque monsieur. So I guess this was kind of a croque madame. Oh, because I uh, should have said also, obviously, the, the fried egg was on there. Um, but uh, the cheese, basically, it got to the, a consistency of being very, very soft, mm. not of, like, dripping. Was that a, so. was that pleasant? Was, was that the right? Did that did that work for you? Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't. I wouldn't have minded if it had maybe liquefied a little bit, but the the point is still the same. Like, you don't want it to be cold. Definitely, this just not that wouldn't be pleasant. I don't think that makes sense. But yeah, did the job. Yeah. Okay. So, so how did it all? Yeah, play out. Yeah. Yeah, so for um, ease of assembly, yeah, um, I did a two there. I mean, it, it did. There are a few different steps here with, uh, um, you know, preparing the the Canadian bacon and the egg, and um, I don't know. I, I thought two was appropriate. It seemed to be similar to when um, I did the um, that croc monsieur. So yep. I thought two was a uh, was a pretty safe bet. Uh, nutrition, um, same kind of deal. Gruyere is uh, nothing to brag about. <laughs> uh, so I'm going two. Okay, that that's a shame. So not nutritious and not that easy to assemble. But if you think you know where this is headed, okay, right. But then things get better. Go a lot better from there because mm-hmm. this was very tasty, my friend. The spicy guacamole went a long way. It was very That's tasty. Awesome. Had a, had a really unique taste, right? I mean, the nuttiness of the of the cheese was not quite probably what what you had with the gouda, but probably not that different either, right? Right, I liked, right. Uh, the Canadian bacon part of it, um, which I didn't anticipate, and uh, just all worked really well. I thought uh, th- I gave this a nine for taste. Wow! Really good. Wow, that's great. That's probably better than I rated it, right? So that's awesome. Yeah, um, that that's fantastic. So I'm I'm actually pretty uh, excited about that. Spicy guacamole so. made a difference. Yeah. Um, so um, I think uh, integrity wise, mm-hmm. um, so long, I was careful with the. I was careful with the um, guacamole to not get near the edges or anything of the uh, of the English muffins. So, this, I mean, this ended up being pretty easy to eat, which is part of the allure of the English muffin, and it does have an allure. <laughs> um, so, I'm, I'm four for integrity. There. All right. Um, I think that uh, from the conversation piece end of things, I mean, it's a little weird to have... I mean, you can heat up the egg and you can heat up the, the uh, Canadian bacon in a microwave. Um, just like, the, you know, the same technique um, with the Gruyere, where it was, you know, warm, but still got a little microwave treatment. <laughs> uh, I thought it was pretty interesting, so I, I went with a four uh, for conversation piece. 
Well, I, I just think I just think a, a fried egg sandwich with Gruyere cheese is already kind of interesting. So I agree with all that. Uh, croc madame. Croc madame with guacamole. Yeah, and Canadian bacon instead of ham. Yeah, so it's a lot of different uh, nationalities going on here, but uh, it is. It's multicultural. Multicultural. Uh, but I. But this is uh, what we're all about here. And uh, yes. That also made for a five experience score. Wow! Yeah, I think you. I think you uh, aced me here on this one, right? Well, on this one, I think yeah. we were still. You know, we we're finding our finding our legs here a little bit. Um, but I don't know. I, I mean, I wasn't there. I don't know what your experience was like necessarily. It was very enjoyable. Yeah. I, I this is sam- this is a sandwich I remember very well. And it oh, was, you liked the sandwich a bit. Yeah, or, or quite a bit. Oh. Yeah, the, cool. the the smokiness of it was great. So, um, well, I think you went uh, smoked gouda in two different weeks. Maybe? That is possible. That is possible. Yeah, because I think we we ended up here with a uh, with a twenty one. Your your tie score. So oh, you must have. Yeah. So what did you get on this one? Um, I got a twenty six. That's how I scored it, anyway. Okay, so that's good. So you, you have enhanced yeah, the experience and the sandwich. So that's solid. So maybe what a uh, so it, it was kind of interesting to go back to these things to improve upon it. Um, yeah, it, it feels like we were using like uh, weapons that we had learned from other things. So this is good. It's only going to get better. Each each little lesson every week, you know, just adds to the uh, little sandwich encyclopedia. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you, but or I don't want to speak for you here, but I feel like I've I've grown a lot just over the last several weeks when we've tried to do this. Right, we've each learned from each other. We've started to experiment and think more about how we construct food. I mean, this to me has been it's been very rewarding in that regard. Uh, yeah. So it's been it's and, been a growth. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And you had uh, well, we both got to a point where we had tried an an unedible sandwich so so- below the. <laughs> the Mendoza line. <laughs> well said. Yes. Yeah, so I was so happy to have sandwiches that I could eat. That that apparently is a is a is, is something to celebrate. Uh, that that's how bad that was. It requires I, a bit of an effort, though, which is I think what we uh, what led us to want to do this project. I hundred percent agree, and. Um, all, all I can think is what, what's in my mind right now is all this unsweetened chocolate that I still have that I have no idea what to do with. Um, and just the thought of it, the bitter flavor in my mouth, yeah, is, is, is enough to make me very, very, very grateful for a leftover week with, uh, with a lot of flavor and ingredients. So that was great. So, um, yeah, so leftovers, great. So... We, we decided to do something a little bit slightly different for the second half of this episode. And I think maybe I, I might kick it back to you to, to, to kind of uh, give us a sense of this. But what we really want to think about here was some, some nuggets that we have over the course of our lives, uh, you know, either I guess we've, we've uh, you know, conceived, come up with, uh, you know, learned from other places, gathered, harvested. Um, and then, in fact, been very useful for us, and which is one reason why I think we're so drawn to these these uh, pieces of gold, yeah. or, um, because they they have been so uh, I guess is the word fruitful. 
Yeah. They've been like, um, um, do you remember what, like a, uh, the instrument, a, a sextant? Uh, I'm not familiar with that. The, the, uh, to kind of measure your, I think, um, longitude. Okay. That makes sense. Yep. Based on the stars. Okay. You know the little sextant here, and you look at the, you get like the, you're looking at the star through the tube, probably the North Star or something. I don't know. This is a terrible example. <laughs> but we have our North Stars, which is a good example. Yeah. Or like this, are, if we're uh, unsure of where we are, there are a few of these things that we have found ourselves referring to um, repeatedly. And, um, one of the ones that has come up most frequently has the worst name that we've ever become satisfied with. Is That's that fair? That is very fair. Yeah. Maybe the name is not fair. Anyway, higher goals and medium-sized obstacles. This is the this is the name that we use. Higher yes. Goals, Our shorthand. Our shorthand for yes. the nugget. Yes. Yeah, it's not very short. <laughs> but, but yeah, but it, it stands for this uh, idea that, um, you know, like a lot of these other things, it's it's something where intuition might lead you astray or um, human nature might lead you astray. And in this case, it's the effect of having just like a number of annoying, problematic obstacles come up. And the fact that, like, no number of those should get in the way of something that is the most important to you. Exactly. In, and in, and in a nutshell? Yeah. yeah, and acknowledging the... So, so you, have, you, you, you essentially have all these problems arrayed ahead of you in your pursuit of this goal and this cognitive technique is really helping you see that many of those obstacles are, are what we've called medium sized, right? They're, they are not like small things to step over, but really things you have to overcome. But, but having the device be that you kind of see the higher goal at the end is even, even higher than all the medium sized obstacles that you need to come overcome. And this is a device that's helped us, you know, plow through. As it were. Yeah. So I think it's it's not hard. The reason why we say medium is, uh, you know, as you as you pointed out, like the the small stuff. Um, I don't think that we lose sight of our you know very most important thing or one of our two like very most important things. Um, you know, based on really small stuff like you yeah. have to wait in the line or you know. Um, there's a little bit of traffic or exactly right. any of those things. Yep. But it, it becomes tempting when, you know, you have a particular, particularly hard kind of work responsibility and, um, you know, just someone else requires you for something that is, you know, vaguely important. And um, if one of those things... If you could say objectively that one of those things, any one of those things, shouldn't get in the way 
of you paying attention to or, or achieving your highest goal, your highest uh, priority, mm-hmm. you know, which could be another person. Yep. Um, if one of them shouldn't, then it doesn't matter how many there are. If none of them would trump your top priority, yes, and they can't trump uh, trump your top priority together. Exactly right. That's the idea. Yes, yes, yes. And I mean, th- th- this begs for us to kind of um, think about an example or two, right? It uh, does. So, you know, it's funny. Like yes. you and I haven't. It's it's been like. How long? Like like fifteen years or something since we've actually explained this? Probably. That's probably true. We we, we, we the just medium, refer to it now. Yeah, the medium sized optical stuff we've probably been talking about, yeah, for at least that long. So yeah. I mean probably since high school or before, right? So it's just that it was a little uh it's a little more difficult to put into words than I thought it would be. I guess just because it's not we as frequently as we refer to it. Uh, we don't explain it anywhere near as frequently. Yeah, I think this to us is a first year, so I think I think that the the challenge for us here is to really now uh, you know help help explain how this how this actually has played out. Right? Should we think through a hypothetical example? Sure. Can you think of one? Um. I'm pretty terrible with examples. Well, I we uh, yeah yeah we. Had, yeah, I remember us having a conversation about that recently. But the what 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 comes to mind is perhaps like applying to colleges. Is that a reasonable example to think through here, or is that not medium sized obstacle enough? Well, I think it. I think the. I think the real trick to this mm-hmm. is identifying, or or coaching yourself to identify what those higher or highest goals or people or priorities actually are. Right. Because it should be something, right? Right. And there has to be something that's worth all going overcoming all these obstacles for, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there just kind of should be. Otherwise, uh, you know, what are you doing? Well, I mean, you know, then the other thing is... is um, Okay, I'm going to bring this online. How about um, think about the the movie recently, Selma, right? And you know, I mean, we all we all know the broad strokes of the story of Martin Luther King Jr., right? Um, how like you know he had this higher goal of of, of uh, let's let's say one of many of those goals was racial equality uh, and equitable access to opportunities, right? But all of these kind of pretty heavy burdens and obstacles to overcome on the way to you know justice right and if you didn't kind of have keep having that your head on the prize right you you maybe wouldn't think walking over you know pettis bridge in selma and knowing that you might uh, you know be encountering you know force on the other side you know if you didn't have that higher goal right you wouldn't necessarily think of that obstacle as being something worth overcoming but in the context of of kind of this higher goal it actually was um totally commensurate is probably the way to say, right? Like it, it, it's, it was as, as horrific as it was as, as an event. Um, it still was, uh, uh, had worth because of its, its, uh, its service of a larger goal. Does, does that kind of speak to this a little bit? Yeah. And, and especially then like the extension of, 
even if it took more than just one that one act. Yes, exactly right. Well said. Then it shouldn't. Yes. It shouldn't. Uh, it shouldn't change the math. If it was worth doing once, it kind of in service of that that higher goal, then it should be worth doing. I mean, a lot. Right. Is isn't this exactly that there actually were in fact three marches? Right. They they yeah. they right. I think that's so. This this probably is exactly kind of like that, right? I mean, I mean, in some sense, it, it was it was it was quite literally an obstacle of going over the bridge, right? Um, but also like, you know, knowing what you'd encounter on the other side. I don't know. I, I think, I think this speaks to that, right? And then you could probably find this all over the place, which is why, why we think it's such a useful cognitive device because yeah. there are so many of these things where if you really kind of state this goal, like, you know, um, you know, equality or justice or equity, it, it definitely makes these other kind of obstacles in the way seem medium in comparison to a higher goal, right? So like, you literally can kind of see over these things to a higher, um, you know, a higher place, which probably kind of broad, broadly speaks to, you know, religious experiences, right? Where, like, why do people toil for justice? Why do they, um, you know, how do they find hope amid, amid um, you know, distress, right? I mean, it's because they have a higher uh, calling, higher sense, higher goal that, 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 literally, that literally surpasses all the obstacles in their way. Mm. So I, I, think, I think it's pervasive. It's just, it's just, um, it's a good thing to have handy or close because when you need it, um, it, it needs to be close enough that it will occur to you rather than, I mean, a lot of these are, are, are just like problem solving aids. That's right. But this one is a little bit more than that. It is maybe also like a bit of a an alarm right you know that goes off like it if you um if you need to do something important for um someone who's important to you maybe let's say the person most important to you correct um and it requires it requires some work it requires some kind of difficult you know journey in the morning or something and you know, you do have some work that, that you kind of need to do, and you really haven't slept much in the last three days, and you're exhausted, and you're hungry, and, you know, right. it's kind of like, like, those things, if one of those things wouldn't stop you from doing the important thing to do, then no number of them should. And I think it's just human nature to, like, well, you know, I, I you know, to, to let those things pile up. Well, and, and also to resist overcoming challenges. I mean, they, they, I mean, they're, they are, they are literally challenges. They are literally hard. They are like, you, you, you sense the need to kind of resize them. Right. I mean, like, you know, this is like the notion of when you're so overwhelmed, looking straight at something, you need some sort of device to help you kind of realize that these problems aren't nearly as large. Right. You know, it's kind of it's not it's not just contextualizing them, but also like resizing them. Like what seemed like a large obstacle is really only, in fact, a medium-sized one. Right. Or what? Or, or right. yeah. So. Yeah, because once you identify, you know, what your one or two or you know, I don't know, three, you know, three. Exactly. You know, highest highest top priorities. Um, once you've done that work, 
of reasoning through that to yourself, then a lot of those decisions should be should become a lot easier. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, should 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 immediately become easier because you you if you have made them um, seem like a different magnitude. Yeah, sometimes a, <coughs> a, it's a formal process like that makes a difference for a reason. Yes, which is like many of our other nuggets too. Um, but yeah, so I so I think that there are now analogies all over the place, or not analogies, but there there are circumstances in which this has been quite useful. Yeah. All right. I think uh, I think we've done our job here, Rob. I think so too. So um, so we. We tried to experiment with something new this week uh, on episode 10, uh, going back and checking on some leftover sandwiches um, and uh, going back and kind of reminiscing about that. And we decided this was a great opportunity for us to go back and kind of pick one other thing out of uh, our own kind of toolboxes, which is uh, this particular notion of higher goals and medium-sized obstacles. Uh, We thought it would be an interesting experience to kind of go through and think through and reminisce upon that idea on air. Um, So... Episode 10, uh, we're, we're really happy to, to be completing our 10th episode now. Um, it seems like it's, it's been a long time since uh, episode one. Um, Ryan, it's been a pleasure to uh, work on this with you today. And until uh, next time.